name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Well, Saints Day was yesterday, actually, for transcript today. And All Saints Day is a feast to honor all the saints, especially those who don't have a particular day. Established a little bit later in the history of the church. There's some possible relationship to pagan feasts such as the Day of the Dead in England, it was a, a specific festival connected to this. But it's not adequate to say that Christians simply took over some pagan celebration because what was hinted at in the pagan celebration, what they probably spoke of, but spoke of wrongly. The faith speaks of right, so All Saints Day really highlights the right of looking at the departed rather long way, which was included such things as they came out once a year, thrown around, and on you, and something good, they may do something bad. So All Saints Day is, is not simply a, a Christian adoption of a pagan feast, but it's an expression of truth that may have supplanted a pagan error. The uh, sense of, of All Saints Day as a feast that celebrates all the saints throughout a particular one is perhaps highlighted by the story of the Byzantine Emperor Leo the Wise and his wife Theophana. She apparently was a very devout woman who died and he wanted to erect a church in her honor using her name. He was forbidden to do so, so instead he erected a church in honor of all saints. All Saints raises the distinction between who is a saint and who is not a saint. In the Bible, all believers are saints. St. Paul will frequently address an epistle, or at least frequently in a few cases too, all the saints in a given city, by which he means all the Christians they are not you know, addressing particularly holy people and not the only thought of the rest. In some of the history, certain people, martyrs in particular, first, and then others whose lives were characterized by a particular holiness, were given the formal title of saint. And there's some tension and distinction between all Christians as saints and certain particular people as saints. There certainly is a danger of separating the church into really holy people we call saints and other people whose misbehavior will always be excused because, quote, I am no saint. <coughs> However, this tension is, on some level, unavoidable. There is, obviously, some people whose lives are characterized by the holiness who we honor, and there are others who we fully recognize as Christians who clearly are in a more beginning stage in journey. Saints present an example and a challenge, not an excuse. Each of us is called to be a saint. Each of us is in some process of being made a saint. Somewhere in the journey between baptism and faith when we come to Christ and the final uh, consummation of our hope in the resurrection life of the world to come. It is our vocation to grow in faith why we're here. So we should want to be like saints. We should not see them as 
exceptional people who are holding other than us. They are what we will eventually be. As Hebrews says, quote, strive for peace with everyone and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. In every area of life, we have notable heroes that we honor and imitate. Young athletes, artists, and others typically have equally aspired to be like. There are experts, professionals in the field. This, this is a certain function of those who bear the formal title saint. As Hebrew says, for example, remember your leaders, those who spoke to you the word of God, consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. The diversity of saints throughout all the ages means that all of us have someone we can look to in the tradition and find attractive, find someone we can imitate. But saints are more than mere examples. There is an actual bond or connection between Christians because we all have the Holy Spirit. Just like a natural family is linked by the bond of blood. Jesus teaches us that the spiritual connection between members of the body of Christ by virtue of our baptisms and the gift of the Spirit is stronger than our natural family relationships. When told that his family was looking for him, Jesus said, quote, Who are my mother and my brothers? And looking at those who sat around him, he said, Here, are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of God is my mother and my sister and my brother. We experience the communion of saints in the universe. Here we are united not only with God and each other in Christ, we are also united with Christians of all ages. As the says, quote, One body we, one body we partake, with all thy saints on earth and saints at rest. This connection implies ongoing concern. This is why we pray for the departed and believe that the departed pray for us. This is not magic, but communion. Relationship implies prayerful there are historical errors and abuses regarding the relationship of living with the dead in Christ. And the Reformation of the Jerusalem was the idea of the merit of the saints had more merits than they needed. So you could in prayer invoke a certain saint and maybe get some of those merits applied to your account to earn some progress. And our faith rejects these abuses. But just because a truth is led to some sort of error or excess does not mean we should abandon the fundamental truth. Death does not separate the ties of divine body in Christ. The church is one, whether we are living or departed. We do not pray that God will save someone after they die. Commending people to God in prayer merely shows that our love for them 
If we love them, how can we not pray for them? How is it that we can pray for them their whole life and the minute they die, we just have to be quiet for them The idea that we can pardon and pray for us developed no doubt as a kind of natural progression. The early church began praying for the pardon, and it no doubt occurred to the church as certain martyrs and holy people died, that this was sort of after. We maybe ought to ask those who are closer to Christ to pray for us. The point here again is the communion of the saints. We know very little about the state, the intermediate state of the Department of Christ. We don't know how much they see us, how much they hear our prayers. But we ask their prayers because they are one with us. We should honor the saints just as we honor our ancestors in other areas of life. And you can see this sometimes in, in various fields of endeavor. We certainly honor the war heroes and erect memorials to their feasts. Feasts. You see this in sports and in golf. It's a particular example. Like I remember watching a golf tournament, maybe the Masters, when they were in some clubhouse, all these pictures of, of past and part of the golf. It can be truly enjoyed, 
and this goal is to point beyond itself to our greater future hope. This allows us to enjoy the thing for what it is, but also not to become disillusioned or despairing when we lose it. We know that this world is temporary. The good we experience points us to the eternal joys God promised for us. And the loss of that good, likewise, points us to eternity. The story we live in is things assigns a unique and redemptive role to pain and suffering. This may be the most significant thing that distinguishes our story of saints from the story of the world. The world we live in attempts at all costs to avoid pain and suffering. For every ailment there is a pill. For every challenge there is the marketing and consumer gospel promises to save us from our pain. God promises to save us through our pain. He promises us that if we persevere in our faith in Christ and in our faithfulness, our cause will lead to our resurrection, just as Good Friday led to Easter. It is very hard to live out this story of faith alone. We are not saved as isolated individuals. We are saved as members of the body of Christ, the church. The more we are disconnected from the communion of the saints, both living and departed, the harder it is to fill our vocation. We can't experience God apart from communion with his family. In the communion of the saints, we experience genuine intimacy, which is indeed human longing. In the communion of the saints, we know others and also come to be known by others. When we drift away from the church, from the examples, fellowship, and prayers of the saints, we tend to fall more frequently and be reconciled less quickly. All Saints Day reminds us that we are called to live out our story of faith in a vast community that consists of both a visible church and an invisible one. As Hebrew says, quote, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily beset us. Let us run with patience the race we set before us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Amen.